and welcome back to Of Primary Importance. I'm your host Kat Couchy and today I am really excited to be welcoming Liz Rumsey onto the show. Welcome Liz, how are you? I'm very well, thanks Kat, are you? Yeah, good thank you. How's your week been? Um, well, after the bank holiday weekend, um, it's it's a, a bit of a, a shock to get back to it, but I can't believe we're already in half term six. This year has just blown by I really can't believe it so yeah absolutely it seems mad that it's June already so <laughs> and last half term yeah, but yeah I mean I think everyone appreciated that bike holiday weekend and the half term if they were in schools as well I'm sure <laughs> absolutely absolutely yes yeah. so just getting just getting revved up now ready to to make sure the the last half term is, is as successful as the rest of them have been this year so of course yeah, so for those that don't know you, can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, my name's Liz Rumsey and I work for a company called Chute. And we're an alternative provision that provides support to children who, for whatever reason, um, cannot access or some of them can access mainstream school. Um, my background is a little bit varied. Um, this is now my second career. I started off in the world of banking. As oh, wow. a, yeah, as a training manager. Quite a change. <laughs> it, it is really. It's a bit of a strange one because mm. when I when I did my first degree, I always mm. wanted to go into teaching, but unfortunately, I'm going to show my age now. Unfortunately, at the time, um, there wasn't the financial backing for teachers mm. to go into primary, so I had to look for an alternative sort of career path and mm. fell into doing teaching to adults. Really, I suppose as a as a training manager. Um, working in banking as well it was you know nice nice first career and then fortunately or unfortunately I was made redundant and I thought right now's the time to really sit down and think I've got an opportunity what do I want to do and I came back to teaching and thought I've just got to do it I've got to I've got to go back I've got to go back and try now um, and that was it and that was now what 11 years ago mm. that I made that choice to go back into teaching and I have never looked back absolutely oh, wow. fantastic yeah something I don't know whether I wish that I'd done it from university or whether mm. I'm pleased that I did it after having a, a different career then I could really yeah. see the benefit of coming into teaching mm. that makes yeah sense. no I, I totally get that and it's really nice it's something you were so passionate about doing you were able to come back to yeah and I guess come yeah. back to it with some different experiences and that, that's right and I think at that point as well I'd already had my children so um, I'd seen the role of education from both a parent and a teacher perspective yeah. so I could sort of apply some of my parent experience to the role mm. of teaching so yeah really, yeah really really good move not look back <laughs> oh no that's brilliant um so why did you choose to work at two and how did you make that move to work with them Right. So to begin with, when I qualified as a teacher, obviously I worked in mainstream primary schools. Yeah, of course. Um, always with an interest, excuse me, <clears throat> with an interest in SEND. My mm. own eldest son has um, severe dyslexia and that sort of sparked that interest as well. And I felt that working in primary schools was fantastic and rewarding and everything that goes along with it. Mm. But I could see that there was maybe a gap that needed filling so I was looking for a move into somewhat something where I could develop my skills mm. but also support children who maybe struggled in that mainstream environment I've noticed it in my own classroom experience 
Mm. And then by chance, and it, it is, it's quite often one of those, isn't it? it by is, chance, yeah. <laughs> I bumped into somebody who said, have you seen Chute? Now, mm. I live in Chester and Chute is based in Wrexham, so it's a very local, um, locally based organisation for me. Mm. And I just looked into it a little bit more and had a, a chat with a few people about it, got in touch with, with people at Chute. And at that time, primary provision wasn't really as developed as mm. the other areas because Chute was mainly there for Key Stage 3 and Key Stage 4 yeah. at the time. And um, I gave them a call and they said, you know, you could be just what we are looking for. <laughs> and, and that was six years ago. So, wow. so I came in um, basically to to start develop the the primary provision mm. within Chute and it's just grown and grown and grown over the last six years. Wow. This is where, I, where I've been since. Yeah, oh no, that's amazing that you're able to help them grow into that primary. Um, yeah, it was really, and, it was really um, exciting. It was so nice yeah. as well to be able to come in. I was the only prime person with primary experience yeah. coming into this, this organisation that had already been established for four years. We're mm. celebrating our 10th anniversary oh, on the wow, 1st yay. of July. Right. Year, so it was really exciting. We've got <laughs> a, a nice party planned for that. But it was oh, really brilliant. nice. It was such a good opportunity to come into a company that was already established, but without mm. my provision. So I was given basically, you know, free reign to to think of the ideas and to come up with the ideas of how I wished it to progress mm. within the, the primary curriculum rather than yeah. um, as it had been within secondary. Yeah. Wow. How really amazing. Good. Really yeah, good. Yeah. Being able to do that. And it's probably one of those things that you would have loved to have done in mainstream schools, but obviously oh. you're often quite directed by, you know, leadership and how it runs within each school. But so to have that kind of freedom to design it yourself must have been really liberating that's that's right but as well because I've had the years of primary mm. classroom experience I could identify what course, the gaps yeah. were and where the provision was necessary mm. so yes yeah, so you made, needed that you, 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 I couldn't have done it without the primary classroom experience no. that was that was absolutely critical to being able to decide what our two programs should look like. Oh, bless you. Mm. What our two, two programs should look like for the, the primary provision. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's brilliant. Um, can you tell us a bit more about the pupils that you used to? Gosh, many and varied. <clears throat> We've got um, a number of different programs that I can tell you a, a little bit about. Yeah, sure. Um, we have... Our, our main program that I set up first was called the, the Virtual School. So this is um, a, a program that runs for a whole academic year where students can enrol for maths and for English and for science and for PSHE. And it runs like a school um, without the playtimes, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it runs very much like a school. So we'll have a set number of students who can enroll onto this. Now they don't have to run, enroll for the full academic year. We've got some students that might just enroll for half a term. They could be between mm -hmm. schools, for example. Um, and those those students will come on and they'll get their four lessons of maths, four lessons of English, four lessons of science, and a PSHE lesson every week from us. Um, mm -hmm. So this is an alternative provision for those students who currently are not in mainstream school. And it could yeah. be, but it could be for many and varied reasons so we we have students who are maybe looked after children who are awaiting a school placement because they've just moved yeah. to a, a new area we may have um students who are at home and they're poorly um, mm -hmm. we had one particular student who had leukemia 
and oh, so wow. he was with he was with us for a while um mm-hmm. he's now back in school which is absolutely, oh, that's fantastic. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic and although it's heartbreaking to say goodbye mm. to them because yeah well, your children it's just the success of in, in mm. thinking, well gosh this, this particular young boy is now yeah. back in primary school so we he was with us probably oh. for about 12 months um mm. we've got other students who maybe have um have asd so they find the classroom environment a little bit overwhelming and mm. so coming online with Tute um, seems to be a very good alternative provision for those and, yeah. and unfortunately we've got a number of students at the moment who have struggled since the pandemic mm. and really really struggling to go back into mainstream I think from especially the younger pupils and I'm sure yeah. teachers classroom teachers out there have seen the same the mm. anxiety that some students have about coming back into a mainstream classroom has been mm. it's been quite a challenge. So we do sort of cover cover the gap in education yeah. and encourage them back into a more formal education, which then hopefully mm. hopefully will transfer them back into the primary classroom. But sometimes we ha- yeah. might have those students for a while, and then mm. we have other students, maybe a student who is not settling well in school and and could be at risk of permanent exclusion. And we'll take mm-hmm. them for a while, um, you know, and just and work with them. Yeah. Um, and then again, with the hope that they will go back into the mainstream classroom. So mm-hmm. that's our sort of our virtual school environment. But then yeah. on top of that, we offer a number of different programs. We've worked um, with one of the NTP uh, provisions. Mm-hmm. So we've been working with a lot of schools for their catch up program. So yeah. that will be students all the way through from year one up until year six who maybe, like I say, need, need that catch-up provision. And that's been a really successful mm. programme for us. And then on top of that, I'm working with a group at the moment, and it's a school that I've been working with for years and years and years. And what they do is they send students to us on what we call a learning programme. So they come to me for six mm. weeks, and we do a bit more uh, maths, and they're more able students. Mm-hmm. So, like I say, it's, it's many and varied. Some students yeah, do absolutely. So they'll be in the computer room at school and we'll have a whole class from the same school together. Um, But otherwise, uh, with our other programmes, it could be children from all across the country who join with us and from their individual locations and they come and join our class together. It's quite funny, you know, it's like, where are you living? Where do you where are you from oh liz you're you're miles away from me (laughs) i think the the furthest away that i've ever taught a child was a a young girl who was living in hong kong oh wow yeah that's very far (laughs) wanted her to have a little bit of british education as well as Mm. her local education so she used to come on to me Mm. she used to come on bless her a 9 30 lesson in the morning for us Mm would have been an after-school lesson for her. Oh. So she was a bit tired. But... Yeah, I'm so surprised, bless her, after a full day at school. <laughs> many, the answer to your question, Kat, is it's many and varied. Yeah. really is many and varied. It's it's down to what provision, um, mm. what alternative provision the school feels or the individual parents in some cases feel it is going to be relevant for that child to help them to yeah. embrace and develop and reach their potential in education. Mm. Yeah. 
No, that makes a lot of sense. And wow, it's so very. I mean, I knew it was very, but <laughs> it is. It's even more very than I realised. It's one of those, It's quite complicated to talk about, mm. but do you know what? <laughs> There's something there for everybody. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's lovely that there is something for everyone. Would you say, though, that it's more common for the pupils who have special educational needs or who maybe have social, mental, emotional health difficulties to be accessing that provision? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think it's a really, really good fit Mm -hmm. for students with with SCND or SEMH. I think because of the very nature of the way that we're set up, the classes are small and that's an Mm. absolute bonus. And because with, especially for students, I'll talk about SEMH first, for students with SEMH who maybe, like I say, pre-COVID, I would have suggested we had fewer students with SEMH, but post-COVID, unfortunately, Mm. we're seeing a lot more students with SEMH. And I think um, for them, because they're so used to being in the home environment, we can keep those students within the home environment. So they've got that as the sort of their comfort blanket for want of a better mm. want of a better phrase so they're already in an environment that they're comfortable with mm. within the lessons the students only see me we're yes. very keen on safeguarding and for many and varied reasons we don't allow the students to come onto the web camera so they they see me and i am their focus but bless them the, the children in the groups even though they don't see each other mm they get to know each other and we we do become a, a little chew classroom. We, we're we quite often call them so, ourselves teen shoot, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> oh. and, the students, and the students have got the option to either speak to me mm. so we can hear each other. So I might yeah. have might have sort of up to 12 students, but usually in the primary classroom, mm. there's usually about six, six or eight students. Yeah, so much smaller classroom. than your usual much, classroom. Much smaller. Well, I've got students who will quite happily come onto the microphone and, and speak to me. Mm. Um, for our SCMH students, maybe they don't want to, but there's also a mm. chat box function. So they don't yeah. have to do until they're feeling more confident and feeling mm. that they want to engage. There's the chat box function. Or if they don't want to involve themselves in the chat box function that we've got, there's an opportunity to just use emojis to let me know yeah. how they're feeling during the lesson. There's also a, a private chat function as well. So if they don't want to mention something in front of the rest of the class, they can mm-hmm. communicate with me privately, you know, yeah. and tell me, oh, Liz, I'm, I'm not quite getting this or I'm, I'm not happy or whatever, mm-hmm. it, whatever it might be. So for our SEMH students, what we find is, to be honest, within the primary classroom, those students who are a little bit anxious about coming on with us within, I would say, within a week, fully engaged and interacting within the lesson quite remarkable really it is yeah i think it's because there's no there isn't the added pressure and Mm. there isn't the added classroom environment and anxiety and the students will quite often well they do support each other and and when one one student the other day um actually put in the chat box i don't want to answer in case i get it wrong and the other classroom students were saying don't worry it's fine to be wrong they call me by my first name. I'm not Mrs. Rumsey. I'm Liz. So that uh-huh. breaks down barriers yeah. as well. Liz is Liz is fine. We can we can make we can make mistakes because that's how we learn. And isn't that just uh, what you want to hear from the that students? Is absolutely. We're allowed to make mistakes because that's how we learn. And mm. and I think for our SEMH students, and that's a brilliant, brilliant environment. 
And then for the students who've got ASD, which tends mm -hmm. to be the main um, SEND mm -hmm. um, that we, we have, um, because they are in their own environment with their headphones on, mm. there's no added distraction. There's no yes. added yeah. noise. There's no there's no child dropping their pens on the floor or can mm -hmm. I sharpen my pencil or standing mm -hmm. up or whatever. They all the distractions are removed. And I remember one student mm. actually saying to me, "It's great because you're not at the front of the class. You're not at the back mm. of the class. You're just." in the class mm, yeah. um, the, there isn't the, the barriers that mm. maybe exist for uh, and the, the challenges that exist for an SDND student mm. don't tend to exist as much on the on the platform that we use yeah the very nature of it is more is more appealing mm. yeah and I guess as if you know if they're quite need they're very set if they're quite sensitive about like the personal space and things as well you haven't got that issue with like lots of children in the classroom potentially breaking those boundaries for them that's right and and on top of that because and this is this is what we've we've been finding really common um lately mm -hmm. because the student is there in front of their own laptop in their own environment mm -hmm. they have control yeah. So if for any reason that student decides, right, I'm I'm done with it, I can't, I can't do any more today, mm. that's it, I'm done, they can leave without mm. distracting any other student. Yeah. If they're feeling a time of crisis, they can they can take a time out. We've got an emoji mm. that shows that that student isn't there present yeah. in the lesson, or they could just be there but listening. But mm. the student has control, and I think that's such a benefit. Where in, in the classroom, you you know, you just have to put your hand up, you couldn't leave the physical course, classroom yeah. without permission because of safeguarding mm. reasons within the tute classroom the student has that option to mm. leave no not many do i must have no, no. let me put that one, let me make that one it probably gives them the confidence knowing they could if it's, they wanted to it's it's having the control yeah. isn't it it's not yeah. necessarily using it but it's knowing that if i choose to i can yeah and many students don't Mm. But they, but knowing that they have, I think, is such a massive benefit. It's very powerful, isn't it? Knowing it is, you have yeah. the choice. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned previously that two can be used as an alternative provision for any primary school child. Um, can you explain how that might work? Yeah. Um, for if I if I go back to my the we have a number of different products yes, yeah we, we are a business so we, we call them products rather than it's all products isn't it? so we have the like i mentioned before we have a, a product called a learning program where students might come mm. on with us for for six weeks and um, yeah. that's that's something that's coordinated by me with the school and I speak to whoever the stakeholder is at the school. So it could be the deputy head, it could be it could be anybody at the mm -hmm. school. And we decide on a programme together. So mm -hmm. they tell me what they feel that their students would benefit from. And then we work out a programme together. And that runs for six weeks. So like I said, I've got a, a school in at the moment. Um, and I see them once a week. I'm actually working with the year one twos who Aww. are just delightful absolutely <laughs> delightful we've got 12 students in the class and they have been identified as more able in mm. maths so need some enrichment 
Yeah. So I tend to, to run those lessons that a little bit more off curriculum. Mm -hmm. It's more the application of maths that, yeah. that we do through games and activities. So developing their mathematical skills, but in a less formal formal manner than you would within a, a classroom environment when you're learning a new skill. We're looking at apply application of skill there. Mm. So that's one of the, the programs for, for children who are more able. Mm -hmm. Like I said, with the with the we also might set up a, a learning program pre-SATs. I know that's a bit of a naughty word, isn't it? SATs, but pre pre-SATs, we might get schools who come to us and say, look, we've got a group of students here who could really benefit from skills in comprehension or mm -hmm. or math skills or whatever whatever the skills might be and again we work very closely with the schools and the organizations yes. to make sure that what their requirements are we can we can fit mm -hmm. that for them and what we're doing there is we're taking some of the pressure away from the classroom teachers because yeah. they know that on top of you know they're, they're i know from experience just how busy and how, how chaotic it can be at times being a classroom teacher to have a, a qualified teacher who mm -hmm. understands what is required and being able to fill that gap i think it just takes the pressure off the school it takes the pressure off that classroom teacher and the feedback that we get is that to be honest a lot of the time it's boosting the student's confidence it's not lack of ability and it's mm -hmm. not it's it's not lack of you know the the um the chance to to develop the skills the skills are usually already there mm. it's a matter of developing the confidence in the students and i think with the small yeah. classes and knowing that mm. knowing that they've got that opportunity in a small classroom or a small group environment they can really develop their confidence yeah. and that's what students yeah. come away with so we've got that's that's a you know a good program for just a little bit of development in a key yeah. specific area, but then we've got we've got some students who we do work with on a one to one basis. Mm. Um, and what we what we use with them is again we speak to whoever the education provider is who who has requested that the student comes to us, and we work through their assessing more of a, assessing the students developing mm -hmm. skills addressing gaps in education because it could be mm. that we, you know we have a number of students who currently have been out of education for sometimes two years of course, you know yeah. and you, you think you've got maybe a year four student who's been out of education for a number of years it's a long and time and a lot to miss of course there's a lot to address there so mm. and we've got some of our our excellent teachers who work on a one-to-one -one basis mm. to, to plug the gaps you know constantly assessing the students and plugging yeah. the gaps to to bring them sort of up to their their academic level a lot of those students currently aren't in school so we work with them within from online but them yeah. in their home environment and like i say we've we've also got our our virtual school which is more the dip in dip out yes on a half termly yeah. basis so lots mm. there's lots out there there really um, is. Well, yeah, and, and from something that really didn't exist very much that we had learning programs no. to begin with when i started but from from that to, to have developed this whole suite of mm. products yeah it's been quite amazing i mean there's um, there are still gaps that we can see you know we can develop something more but oh there's always something else isn't oh, there oh yes no. <laughs> I mean, the about shoot never stands still education you can't stand still because there's always mm. new challenges and new things coming to education so you have to kind of keep adapting and 
and rising to the challenge, don't you? I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. But what you know, what we'll what we'll do if we hear of there's a student who needs something specific, Mm. if we haven't already got it, we'll create it. That's what we'll we'll do. We've got now, you know, a good bank of six years worth of knowledge Mm. working online within the primary sector. Uh, and so there's absolutely nothing that that we can't turn around sometimes with really really short notice we can we can turn it around mm. you know, we we have a we have a set policy and, and process of, of a, yeah of course two, yeah two weeks but sometimes it can be turned around overnight and we can get a student on the next day you know it's yeah. it's as easy as that yeah no brilliant and can you go into a little bit more detail about how the programs actually work and what the experience is like for pupils so we work on something called our learning cloud, mm-hmm. and it's unique to Chute. Um, so we're not, we're not using what would it be Teams or Google Classroom or different ones, haven't they? <laughs> Absolutely. So um, for the pupil experience, um, a pupil will be assigned uh, whatever subjects they choose to do, and mm-hmm. I'll use the example of maybe virtual school because that's the easiest mm-hmm. one to do. So. Yeah. A student could enroll onto maths, English, science, and PSHE. And these are fixed timetabled lessons. Okay. So a student, when they log on to Tute, so they go to our website, tute.com, and then they will log in as a student. And what they will see is their timetable. So mm-hmm. where the where the lessons are going to take place. And as the lesson is about 10 minutes, usually about 10, 15 minutes before. And the lesson's about to start, it will what we call provision. So the student will click to join. And then as soon as the lesson has provisioned, I'm already there and the students log in. Um, Mm -hmm. They log in with their microphones if they choose to or not. I log in with my camera and then I upload a PDF. That's what we work from, a PDF. So the students will see a PDF on the screen and every single lesson, it doesn't matter whether you are early years or whether, I mean, we're talking of primary importance here, but we teach up to key stage five in Chute. Yeah, so it doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter which um, year group you are, every single lesson starts with a question, a learning mm-hmm. objective. This is fabulous, especially for those children who have anxiety or mm-hmm. have SEND, that every lesson starts the same. It doesn't matter whether it's maths, or science, there's yeah. consistency. They know exactly what to expect. So we always start off with a question. And then following on from that, um, we usually have two or three learning outcomes, which are our sort of signposts along the way through the lesson. So the students will join in. I'll see who my students are. They can hear me. If they choose to speak, I can hear them. Like I said, there's the chat box as well that they can chat with. And there's the emojis. The students can, if I give them presenter control, because I have the power, um, but if I give them presenter control, they can come up and they can annotate on the screen as well. Oh, nice. It's yeah. such good fun. And they always know, can we can we draw a smiley and they can come and mark each other's work and they can, they can share oh. their ideas on the screen as well. So yeah. for the student experience, we don't give them really any opportunity to disengage. It's oh. pretty much full on. Um, yeah though as you could probably tell by now I'm quite good at talking um, <laughs> I don't really give them a break from talking and each lesson runs for 45 minutes we found for, for key stage two sorry for key stage one we found that 30 minutes is enough yeah concentrations that's a long, Abs- yeah absolutely so 
um, 30 minutes for key stage one, 45 minutes for our key stage two students. Mm. And during that lesson, we'll do some maybe primary learning and then uh -huh. application. And then at the end of every learning outcome, there's an opportunity for the students to be able to assess how mm -hmm. well they feel that they've got on in addressing yeah, that nice. learning outcome. And they do that through, we've got polling systems that we can use as oh, well. Okay. So, so they can come on and they can decide between, we've got our two tackles from one to five, oh, how confident nice. do you feel now, mm -hmm. now that we've done this? And, and then it's a really good me method of me being able to assess as well, mm -hmm. because it's a private poll. The students are usually really, really honest. Yeah. And I know that if I've got a student with scoring themselves maybe a two or a three, I can address that as the lesson Absolutely. progresses. And if I've got them as a five, well, then mm -hmm. there's my opportunity now to assess them and test them during the next yeah. learning outcome. So it's a really, really useful mm -hmm. assessment tool that we've got there. So yes, so, so we run through all of the outcomes and then by the end of the lesson, going back to the original question, it's like having the big question at the beginning of a topic. Mm. At the end of the lesson, we go back to the question and the students then should, if they've progressed during the lesson, be able to yeah. answer that, answer that mm. question at the end. So there's opportunity for them to answer it and also plan their next steps. So mm. you know, following on from today, what do you think you now need to go away and do or what mm. shall we do next um, in order to carry on developing our learning in this area? Mm. So that's the that's the student experience. As a teacher experience, it's pretty much the same. I'm timetable. Yeah. I've got my lessons on my timetable every week. Cool. Um, and then after the 45 minutes, we all disappear. Mm -hmm. But what I have noticed is that um, I have contact with a lot of parents through mm. emails or on, on the actual platform. There's a oh, that's interesting for the students and the teachers to send me little messages outside the lesson. So although mm. we're only together for that 45 minutes, there's still that the communication is there. I'm not just this sort of person who appears for 45 minutes and then disappears. Mm. I'm there to support and assist outside the lessons as well as all the mm. teachers do at Jute. Yeah, that's really important because obviously if you were, like you say, just there in those 45 minutes, that doesn't really allow any time for, you know, parents that might have questions or pupils that want a bit more support with something. That's that's right. And if I, I know I have a number of students who may be um, at the time of the lesson could be in crisis. So they don't want mm -hmm. to attend the lesson. They're not in the, no. the, the you know, the, the right frame of mind to be able to, to attend the lesson live. But all of our lessons are recorded. Yeah, now it's it's obviously never going to be as good watching a recorded lesson because it's a flat mm. it's a flat lesson. It's not yeah. an interactive opportunity as much as you know if you're there live, it's more of an interactive opportunity. Um, but the lessons are there for for thirty mm. days. So the yeah. great thing is, you know, if you've got a student or if I've got a student who maybe has found a particular topic challenging because mm -hmm. as you know in, in the primary classroom especially in maths which is my subject of interest mm -hmm. there are so many varied topics mm -hmm. that you're covering and it could be we've got you know I've got a student who is absolutely fantastic at mental maths mm -hmm. but really struggles with telling the time because mm -hmm. you know you're using a completely different counting system to be but then that student, once we've you know we've gone through a lesson and maybe 
you know, we're doing some follow on lessons with telling the time. If they found it to be a challenge, they can go back and they can look over it again. They get that, yes. they get that yeah. second chance. First, I mean, it's there for 30 days. They've got as many chances as they want to to go back and look over it again. So mm. with that, I think, is, is really good for those who have been in the lesson and maybe have found it challenging or mm. for those students who haven't been able to get into the lesson. Mm. It's still there. And I'll, I'll have a number of parents will email me and say, we have watched it on playback. Mm. So, of course, from then, I can write a report. So yeah, you know then. Yeah. After every lesson, um, each child has what we call a progress tracker. Mm -hmm. So on that progress tracker, my responsibility at the end of the lesson is to give them a, just a simple score of one to five for progress, mm -hmm. you know, how, far, how well I, I think they've made progress during the lesson and what their engagement has been like during the lesson. Yeah. And also after every lesson, I write a, a brief couple of lines about suggestions for progress. Mm -hmm. And the parents, the LEAs, whoever it might be, the schools have instant access to that oh, progress yeah, tracker. Great. Our commitment is we have to get them done within, written up within 24 hours. Well, I wouldn't leave it 24 hours. <laughs> no, it's probably easier to start the lesson or you forget oh, things. Yeah, so. otherwise, it, I don't think I've ever done it, but I can imagine you know, sort of being a bit perplexed. What did, what yeah, did you'd have to do? watch it back, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, and who said what? So, um, yeah, so it's really nice that the, the feedback is mm. immediate yeah. with recommendations for, for progress. And, of course, when I'm doing the recommendations for progress, mm -hmm. it's also having um, an impact on my future planning. Yeah, of course. You, feel then, you know, if, yeah. if, if all of the students are are finding something challenging it, it mm. my for my personal development it's great mm. isn't it because i can say well look i can see that there's that we had some challenges there i need to rethink this mm. we need to do something different or we need to do something again so it can inform yeah. my planning mm. of, of what we're teaching yeah no absolutely so um we've talked kind of a bit about benefits within all these other questions but if you had to kind of summarize the benefits for pupils using to um what would you say they were and are there any additional benefits you feel for those pupils that have special educational needs or social emotional mental health needs i think there are so many benefits <laughs> i can imagine <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it really does depend on what the need of the pupil yeah is. I know, that makes sense um i think with with the tute lessons um it is obviously a, a formal behavior managed classroom environment mm. but because the pupils can call us by our first names and we call the pupils by their first names mm. um it takes away any barriers so mm. we find that this the for the pupils it's it's brilliant because they can you know they they form relations it, it's it's peculiar because we can't see i can't see my pupils but you, no. you, see, you get to know them and everybody gets to know each other in the classroom but it it does it breaks down those barriers straight away and i think because i'm the only person that they see as well mm. without any other distractions they do feel that they've got my full attention mm. and i think for some of our students those who maybe um struggle with behavior within the classroom 
quite often, and I know this from being a, being a classroom teacher, quite often it's because you can't give those students the attention that maybe they're, they're craving, that, that poor behaviour can be displayed within the classroom because a, a, a child is looking for attention in whichever way they can possibly get it. Mm. You know, so poor behaviour is a, a cry for attention. Now, mm. because they've got my attention, that poor behaviour doesn't really appear in in the tube classroom which is absolutely fantastic yeah also, it is god sorry cat no just saying that is it's fantastic <laughs> and yeah i think because of that that that's an added benefit also because the students don't know each other they know mm. nothing about each other's background and we you know we're we're very very strong on our safeguarding mm. tube um because they don't have the knowledge of other people's back, other children's background, they only see their first names and maybe a little code mm. that next to it that we use um, to identify the student. Nobody knows anything about anybody else. Mm. And I think for students who may be, or pupils who maybe have had a struggle in the primary classroom, um, in a mainstream classroom, it's like a fresh start. Mm. They've, nobody knows anything about them. They're not, oh, there's, so oh, watch out for, so mm, coming yeah. into your class next year we haven't we don't we don't have i have information about the students yeah but, of course but it's yeah but it's in a in a different way so those for a lot of students who maybe have have struggled with behavior in the classroom mm. it's a clean slate and i think they, mm. they see that straight away that there's, there's nobody who's got any preconceived ideas about yeah. them um, and I think that's that's got to be a huge benefit for a child who maybe is the age of seven, eight, nine years old, who has has struggled all the way through their primary experience Absolutely. to be able to have that. Um, for the for students with I've already spoken about SEND, for the students with who maybe have dyslexia, for example, mm. we've got um, the the way that the the lessons are designed and created support students with dyslexia we use a font that's a, a dyslexia friendly font with our, our students and um obviously the student then because they're working on the screen if they if they have erlens and they need to have some sort of filter they can put their filter onto yeah, their screen yeah. we don't have to do anything with the background to our lessons they can they can filter their own screens which is absolutely brilliant mm. um and if for those students i have one one um young boy with me at the moment who Gosh, if, if he types in the chat box, it does take, take quite a bit of decoding to, to work mm -hmm. out what he's putting in the chat box. But the benefit is he can talk to me. So he yes. doesn't have to. He doesn't have to type in the chat box. Mm. He can come and mark make on the screen. That's great. Yeah. He can talk to me. He can share his ideas. Mm. Um, and from having my own son who's dyslexic, I just know how absolutely bright and intelligent and full of potential he was, but just mm. unable to get it down on paper yeah now mm. the, this particular boy he can show me he can mm. show me just how brilliant he is without the need for me to read it in his book and to yes. mark his book yeah so for him, it's it's a great opportunity really good opportunity for him and like i said you know for for those students with SEMH, they they've got the the control we've already talked about mm. the control it doesn't just work yeah, for our, our asd students but the control is there for SEMH students. Mm -hmm. And the lessons, as you can imagine, are pretty fast paced. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm there as a constant. So for any mm. student with ADHD, it's the most perfect environment for them. Yes, they, it's they, great. Don't, it's they don't get a chance. They do not get a chance to lose their focus whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There's no sitting back. There's no sitting mm. back in a in a tute lesson. What's <laughs> Yeah, no, that's really interesting. Obviously, all the lessons are online. Um, yes. So, how, how, kind of, how do you feel that impacts on learning and engagement? Obviously, I know you said you keep it fast paced. There's lots of involved stuff, but in general, what do you think about that? It being online in terms of how that impacts. Yeah, I think I think the quality of teaching is mm. is the same as it would be within yes. the, yeah. the primary classroom. In fact, I th I'm, I'm not saying that we're better teachers because I don't believe that for a minute. But what mm. I think that we've got we've got the benefit of having small groups, haven't we? So yes. yeah. you know, the, we can do more individualized mm. learning and yeah, recognize differentiation throughout the lesson and, and completely focus that to the individual. Mm individual children so that's a massive benefit i think for us obviously there's um because we're not seeing the students we're you know there's there's always that concern that maybe they're not engaged so the challenge for us as teachers is how to make sure that we do keep them engaged and we have to do yeah. that through making lessons lively and interactive and fun mm -hmm. but also you know making sure that, that element of learning um is there within mm -hmm. each lesson so that can be the challenge because we can't see them you know you you, you don't get that face-to-face -face, um yeah. recognize it as you as you would pick up you know the, the cues that you would get in the classroom where you yeah can, you know the cues you, can, for, you yeah. can see a child is struggling because maybe they've put their head down or they're mm. reticent about putting their hand up or whatever i'm i get i don't get those cues i have to do it through keeping an eye throughout the lesson on oh right that particular student's stopped answering that particular mm. student's stopped engaging i need to put a bit of focus onto that student find out what's going on you know, yeah so it's it's rather than the visual cues that you would get mm. from being in the classroom it's looking in different ways for you know for for identifying students who mm. maybe are a bit feeling a bit challenged with the the content yeah and, and also because microphones are open blimey there are there are occasions where i come up a lesson and my ears are burning <laughs> <laughs> although although we have a hand up icon which i must admit mm. most of the students will use there are times when excitement just overtakes and everybody mm. wants to talk at the same time and then you're sort of pulling the pulling the headphones off your head <laughs> so that can be yes um pretty full on you do, mm. do tend to, to come out of a, a tute lesson as a teacher thinking, right, <laughs> I'll psych myself up for the next, for the next one. Then. They are, um, yeah, it's 45 minutes of uh, pretty intensive, um, intensive teaching. Mm. So, yeah, not seeing the students can be a challenge. Yeah. But at, but at the same time, there are ways that we can overcome that. Yeah, absolutely. And, the, but, and the, I suppose the other thing is if, it, if a student decides that they do not want to engage mm -hmm. because I am remote, if they're not actually physically sitting at their computer, mm -hmm. I have no way of getting them back mm -hmm. onto their computer. Yeah. But, but we do have excellent relationships with all of our local education authorities and mm -hmm. schools and parents. So, you know, if, if there are concerns, 
I know that I can I can raise a concern for a particular student. So mm. you know, everything can be overcome, but the the challenges are maybe slightly different from a classroom, yeah. face-to-face classroom environment, mainstream classroom environment. Mm. No, absolutely. Um, so I think I might know what one of them is, but uh, what are your favourite lessons to teach? <laughs> oh, maths. Definitely. Oh, yeah, I knew you were saying that. And science, yes. I'm a bit okay, science a, as well, cool. Maths and a science geek, yes. I'm afraid so. Um, that was I, great. It's, what I enjoy about that is that for, for many of the students, maths and science are probably their least favourite subject. So mm. if I can get enthusiasm and excitement and passion for learning through teaching the maths and the science then i feel i'm i'm definitely onto a winner mm. yes we have uh, got some interesting science and maths lessons today i think i'm teaching my my key stage two year five and six group about bones and joints nice. and vertebrates and invertebrates today so mm. we've got lots and lots and lots of pictures and things from them to work on with that and in in maths today i think we're we're looking at um Oh, reflection of shapes, I think, mm, today. So okay. there'll be lots and lots of them to do up on the screen to, yeah. to draw the mirror image of a shape of shapes mm. that I've put up for them. So, yeah, mm. those are my favourite subjects. And I don't want to do any disservice to English, but I, I do. <laughs> do you prefer maths and science? They're my no, that's so interests. But I've, I've got an excellent colleague who mm. is her... Fortunately, her favourite subject is English, and she's oh, that works out well. Oh, she's absolutely outstanding. So, the, you know, the teamwork that we've got is yeah. brilliant because she can go and put all of her passion into the English, and I can put my passion into mm. the, the maths and the science. And again, you know, that's a that's a great thing about um, the online learning. For the I was pupils, just going to say that, yeah, yeah for, for the pupils as well as for the for the teachers, because we can really um, enhance our skills within our our preferred area of teaching so we can really develop those skills Um, Mm. and at the same time for the for the children I know it's not normal not usual in a in a primary classroom environment for children to have different teachers Mm. well they they just get a fresh voice for a different subject and someone that's really passionate about that particular area somebody yeah somebody who is passionate and can really develop you know has such a good strong background knowledge that they can they know how to develop Mm. the students and obviously it's not common in primary but obviously it's secondary of different teachers for all subjects so it probably helps with the transition a little bit as well actually actually i would i would think so i've not not really considered that as as much but i know now you've said it that yeah it does for for some of the the children it's like oh they recognize us when it's it, it it must be maths it's mm. it must be yeah. it's sammy so you know we've got that the um the identify mm. us with our subject subjects. areas yeah. as well and you know we've got lots of parents who sit in the background because <laughs> we've got you know we've got children who come to us from well, we've got an early years program but majority mm. of our students are from age five up yeah. until, to age 11. So mm. obviously a lot of them have a parent sitting next to them. And mm. if they've got the microphones open, you can hear the, the parents joining in in the background. It's absolutely hilarious. Oh, I love it. <laughs> 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 Nan, stop it. Nan. 
answer. So sometimes it's keeping the parents quiet because they yeah, want to join in as well. <laughs> I mean, it must be good to have that involvement, engagement, because like, obviously they get to see what's going on and, oh. and know what the children are learning about. So Oh, it's great, isn't it? And do you know what? I would have loved that with my oh. children to be able to see yeah. exactly, exactly what they are doing in their, yeah. with their learning. Because then, you know, that a lot of the parents will then support the children exactly. outside the lesson yeah. because they know exactly what's gone on in the lesson. It's a lot easier if they've seen it as well, rather than just being given a sheet of paper saying, you know, what their homework is or whatever yeah. they want them to do. So. And, they, and they know the way that the the way that the children have been taught a yeah. particular subject as well, because mm-hmm. you know what the way that I was taught maths 11 billion years ago the way that I was taught maths is very different yeah it's all changed so much I didn't it even really do phonics in English you know? no I, mean, I was people phonics. thinking what when you say phonics but when you talk about it and you learn it it makes sense but the yeah, word I was taught you know look at this word and remember this it by its shape is, it yeah. pattern it's whatever whatever else you're going to remember it by, so. mine was the same <laughs> I am saying my but just me it's like it's having having that parent there like I, said, I would have loved that really would have loved that um to be able to to know how to teach my child yeah. and how to support my child mm-hmm. um so yeah that that in itself is it's a great benefit and I've completely forgotten what I was supposed to be talking about there can't remind oh, just me. your favorite lessons to teach so. oh, oh well there you go <laughs> <Don't worry. laughs> definitely, definitely maths and definitely science, science yes brilliant so I've loved having you on today my last question really is just how can our listeners find out more information and get in touch oh gosh we've got lots and lots and lots of ways that um, you could get in touch with us we've got our website um tute.com we also have a twitter feed um tute at at tute education we've got a youtube channel tute Academy, I believe that one's called. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> in the show notes. Thank you very much. Uh, Facebook as well and Instagram. We are we are there. We are obviously being a an online um, education on provider. We're, we're on <laughs> any platform we can get on, and and on on YouTube. There's loads of great videos that mm. actually show in action what I've been talking oh, about with you today. Yeah. So you can see there's probably a lot of me doing the primary work but there's also the secondary stuff as well that's on yeah there. oh brilliant yeah. well thank you so much for coming on um that was brilliant and take care oh thanks very much Kat it's been, it's been great fun thank you